for having me. I count it an honor to share with you tonight. And uh, I'm going to pray. And we're just going to dig right in this word. Amen. God has some things he wants to share with us tonight. And the Holy Ghost is going to speak. He's going to confirm his word because we're going to teach the truth tonight. Amen. Amen. Father God, I thank you tonight for the word. I thank you for your spirit who leads and guides us into all truth. Now, Father, as we go into your word tonight, I thank you that you give us wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you so that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened and we will know the hope of your calling. We will know the rich inheritance that we have as saints. And we will know the exceeding greatness of your power that is available to us as believers. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead and set him at your own right hand. And I thank you for it, Father, that eyes are open, ears are open. And Father, I thank you that that word will go in and, and do what it's supposed to do in our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 14. And the theme is follower, right? Yes, sir. So I have a question for you tonight. What are you following? What are you following? Because this is one thing that I've learned from Dr. Jacobs. Everyone is following someone. Amen. So you can say, what are you following or who are you following? It matters. It matters. It matters where you go to church. It matters who you follow. It matters who you listen to. And that's the question. So we're going to address that tonight. And here, the first thing I want to do is I want to define a follower. Amen. So I talked to old Webster. And the word follower means this. To engage in a calling or a way of life. To accept as authority, to copy or imitate. I'm going to say that again. To engage in a calling or a way of life. To accept as authority, to copy or imitate. To follow anyone, you're going to do all three of those. If you're following your leader, you're engaging in his way of life. You are accepting him as the authority over your life, and you're going to imitate his instructions. You're going to copy it. There is no following without those three things. Amen? So let's go over to John chapter 14, verse 12 through 14. We are followers of Jesus Christ. We are believers. And so if you're a believer, you'll be doing these three things. Jesus came to show us a way of life with the Father. We need to accept him as the authority, and then we need to copy his life. Amen? Amen. So let's, let's just jump right to it. Let's go to John chapter 14, and let me show you your job, what you're supposed to follow. Amen? John 14, verse 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, this is Jesus speaking, He that believeth on me, how many believers do we have on Jesus tonight? All right. So he's talking about us. Now listen to what he says. He that believeth on me, what will he do? The works that I do shall he do also. Amen. Amen. And then he says this. And greater works than these shall he do. Why? Because I go to my father. I like that part. 
Here's the reason why we can do the work. It's not because of our ability. It's not because of where I come from. Doesn't have anything to do with my skin color. Doesn't have anything to do with my education level. I can do what he did for this one reason. It's because of what he did. Because he go to the Father. Because he can, I can. Because he rose again, I can. Amen. Well, who do you think you are that you can lay hands on the sick and they recover? I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. And because he goes to the Father, I can do it. That authorizes me to do it. I'm not waiting on anybody to give me permission. Jesus gave me permission. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. You know, people have to let us minister to them. But I'm not waiting on any special approval. I got it from the, from the master himself. He said, if you believe on me, the same works I do, you will do also, or you will do too. And the reason that you will do it is because I go. Now listen to the next part of this. He says this, and whatsoever you, that's your part, you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That. What is the that? Whatsoever you ask in my name. Notice, he said, we do the asking. Guess who goes to operate? Jesus does. Amen? So it's not even about your ability. He just needs your mouth. He needs you believing in your heart and saying with your mouth. That, another, uh, that word ask is better translated demand or command. So whatever you command in my name, I will do. He said, if you just command it, I'll go to work. Amen. You know, when I was growing up, I watched live wrestling. And, you know, I love the tag team match. You ever seen a tag team match? And, you know, you got one guy, he's in there. But his partner, who's bigger and stronger, is on the sidelines. And he's getting his brains beat out. You know, and, 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 the, and the partner is leaning over the rope saying, man, just tag me. If you tag me, I can do something. If you tag me, I can get in. He's not, notice now the other guy's not laying there on the man saying, will you get him off of me? And the guy's like, man, if you just tag me, I can do something. See, that's what your words are like. Jesus is just saying, just tag me. Just give me the words. Give me the words, man, and I come, I come off the top bell buckle. <laughs> Amen? So you, you have to, that's your tag. See, what I'm trying to get you to see, it's about believing in your heart and following what he said with your mouth, and he'll get involved. See, we're following, well, who are we following? We're following Jesus. So we follow his way of life. Okay? Now, to follow Jesus, we need to remember these three things. Jesus set an order for us to follow this way of life. And in order to follow Jesus and to pay attention, we're going to have to follow the word, we're going to have to follow the spirit, and we're going to have to follow our man of God. Let me say that again. If you're going to follow Jesus and do it the way he wants you to do it, you're going to have to follow the word, you're going to have to follow the spirit, and you're going to have to follow your man of God. Okay, and we're going to talk about those three things. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with the man of God. Why? Because you need somebody to teach you about the word. You need somebody with the Holy Ghost on them to bring you revelation so you can know in the word what the spirit is supposed to do. 
So that's why we're going to start with our man of God. Because he's the one that teaches the word. And the word describes to us who we are in Christ and what the Holy Ghost role is. It shows us how to flow with him. And as we learn those things and follow those instructions, then we know how to flow with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. So turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. Everyone is following someone. Amen? Amen. So who are you following? Amen? Remember this one thing. Anything that God wants to teach you and help you with, we know the Holy Ghost is the teacher. But there's, this pattern is throughout the Bible. He uses people. He uses people who listen to him to teach you what you need to know. And I'm going to show you that tonight. Now, this is the order. Listen, when God wanted mankind to know really who he is, he took Jesus out of his bosom, wrapped him in flesh, sent him through the womb of a woman so you could understand who he is on your level. He made the adjustment to come to you and I on our level. You got to understand that. So this is the pattern. Now, when Jesus left, he said, listen, the Holy Ghost is going to reveal the other things that I need to say to you. But he's going to anoint men that know me to teach you. So before you get this thought in your head that I don't need to follow anyone. I just need to read my Bible. Or what about this thought? Somebody messed me over, so I don't want to follow anybody else. You can't use that as an excuse either. Amen? You know, I talk to people all the time, and they'll try to tell me, you know, I had a pastor, but he did this, this and that to me. I said, stop right there. I said, let me ask you a question. Would you agree with me that there are corrupt policemen? They say, yeah. I said, but if somebody breaks in your house and is beating on you, who do you call? Huh? Answer me. Who do you call? So what happened? Just because one person or a few people abuse their authority that has been given to them, it doesn't take away the intent and the purpose of the government to protect you. It's the same way with God. Just because somebody may misunderstand their role and their authority and abuse it, it does not take away the truth that God loves you and he set this order in place so that you can receive everything that you need from him. It doesn't take that away. Amen? So we got to understand this and keep, keep our thinking right in this perspective. Okay? Because this is going to help us follow Jesus because this is the order that he set up. Amen? So when you, you, when you get this order right, see everything, everybody that comes up behind me, this is the order you got to keep. Follow the word, follow the spirit, follow who? My man of God. But we're going to start with the man of God first because he teaches us. He feeds us. He brings understanding. You're in Ephesians chapter 4, and let me show you this. Hallelujah. Thank God for my pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank, listen, you got to understand something. God can send someone in your life. And they can share with you in five minutes something it took them 20 years to learn. So it matters who you connect yourself to. It matters who you listen to. Amen? Well, let's go here. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, start reading in verse 11. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists. 
So Dr. Jacobs knows things that we don't know. That's why he's the pastor. Amen? And if you want to know, this, you need to listen. Amen? So now look at the next part. He says, unto a perfect man or a mature man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ or the anointed one and his anointing. So what we're being instructed is going to help us get into the fullness of that anointing. Amen? So listen, when I miss out on a teaching session, I'm missing out on the opportunity to get into the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, and the fullness of the anointing. And anyone else whom Dr. Jacob sets over us to teach us, if I miss out on that, because you know people sometimes say, well, doctor's not teaching, or Brother Jordan's not teaching, so I'm not coming. Guess what you're missing out on? Those same things. Because that's who he put in charge to feed him. So that anointing flows down and it's flowing through there. So you're missing out on the opportunity. Let's read some more. Verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed how? To and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Teaching. So there's wrong doctrine out there. And so God sends us a man of God. He sets this fivefold ministry in place, puts the anointing on them to keep us from being tossed to and fro. That's why people can't figure out what to do. So many winds of doctrine. Should I do this? Should I do that? They say this. They say that. Who is they? I tried to find they. I couldn't find them yet. And you know, every time I made a bad decision had to deal with the consequences of my wrong decision, they were not there. But you know who was there? Jesus was there. The man of God was there. So you know what? I just got to stay stand still and sit still. Amen? Because that's what we're instructed to do. If you take the time to sit still, just because you're not sitting still doesn't mean Because all culture does is try to secure a behavior and a pattern that people learn from being exposed to it. So when you, if, if you're sitting down watching MTV, you're learning a culture. It's a wind of doctrine. And people don't understand why they can't deal with problems. And, they, and you know, they're tripping out. Wanting to end their lives. Wanting to drink something so they can forget about it. Why? Because you're not, you're not giving yourself to the one whose God set over you to teach you so you can be free from these things. Go to Acts chapter 8 and let me show you this. So they encourage you. So you got to stay away from these winds of doctrine, these ways of thinking. 
You know, all the Bible's old-fashioned. It's not relevant for today. That's a lie. You know what? You know why it's not relevant for, for today for some people? Because they don't read it today. Therefore, it's not relevant. Because if you're not reading it, how can you know it's relevant? Amen? See, when you begin to read it and the Holy Ghost begins to open up the scriptures to you, when your man of God brings revelation to the scriptures, you see how it applies to everything. Amen? Hallelujah. It's, it's right there in the Word and it's plain. So let's go to uh, Acts chapter 8 and let me show you this. So you'll understand that God uses people to help get things over to us. And it matters where you go to church. It matters who you listen to. I can't say that enough. It matters. I see people struggle with things because they don't know who they are and they haven't been taught properly. Just taught properly. People don't even know if God wants them healed or not because they haven't been taught properly. They didn't have anyone to say, listen, and you know, it's okay for you to be healed. God wants you healed. It's the will of God for every last one of you to be healed. Do you know how many people are waiting to hear that? Wanting to hear that? But they're sitting in places where somebody's giving in to more of their feelings and their experiences than the word of God. And so if, if they don't have any desire to seek more and you're sitting up under them, that's where you're limited. So you, you, you're going to stop at their hunger and knowledge for truth. So, I mean, when you, you have someone that's anointed, and this church is full of people who are anointed and have revelation of the scriptures, they can share things with you that will help your life. Man, I, I just, I think about, I was telling someone, sharing my testimony about my father. I was, I think I was telling one of my fraternity brothers who comes out of Bible study. I said, if I had been in a church that taught me how to cast demons out of people and take authority over the devil, there's no doubt in my mind that my father would still be here today and my mom and dad would still be married. Thank God we got him off of it and he just went on home and our relationship got restored. But that process began when I was a teenager and wanted my dad off that stuff, but I didn't know anything was available. I didn't know. I wanted God to help him. And you know what? God wanted to help me. But, but nobody taught me how to tag him. We sitting in the ring and he waiting and nobody taught me how to tag him. So where you sitting at right now, you can't lose. There's so much power available to you, so much love available to you. You can't lose if you'll follow. So all you got to do is follow. Just follow. Follow what's being taught, follow up in the scriptures, follow the instructions. Follow what's being taught, follow up with the scriptures, follow the instructions. That's all you have to do. And everything will flow. Everything will flow. Let me show you this, Acts chapter 8, 
And let's look at uh, verse 29. And let me show you this. Now, the Spirit told Philip to join himself to a carriage where the eunuch from Ethiopia was reading Isaiah. I want you to see something. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this cherub. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. He was reading the Bible. He was reading the scriptures. And said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Do you understand what you're reading? Look at verse 31. And he said, How can I, listen to this, understand this in your Bible, how can I except some man should guide me? Here it is. He's reading, wanting to know about Jesus. And, and, and here it is, the Spirit of God causes Philip to join himself to that chariot so that he can get instruction. He said, do you understand? How can I? Unless I got someone to guide me. You understand that? You, you can even take it back to Acts chapter 10. When Cornelius was praying, had, an angel appeared to him and said, listen, go find Peter. He's in the house of one Simon and Tanner, and he's going to tell you what you should do. And then when those three men came, Peter was on the roof praying, and he had a vision. And when he got down off the roof and was thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, those three men that seek you, go with them, doubting nothing, I sent them. So you see the spirit moving with people. Then he goes with them, gets to Cornelius, and Cornelius said, listen, the angel appeared to me, and he said, say whatever it is to us that God has commanded you. And they got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, the whole household. See, you got to understand, they work hand in hand. The manifestation of the Spirit, the flow of the Spirit works through a man. You can't discount that. <laughs> Amen? So you listen, if you are getting an attitude with what's in front of you, you could be missing your answer. And, and if the man of God is giving you instructions to do something in the church, you got to follow it. Or else you're missing out on the flow. Because people need to understand. Amen? Go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. So, we're following our man of God. Let me give you three things to pay attention to when you're learning from your man of God. Okay? Number one, follow his instruction. Number two, follow his faith. Number three, catch his spirit. Number one, follow his instruction. It's coming from the word. Follow it. Number two, follow his faith. Number three, Catch his spirit. You in 2 Timothy? Chapter 3. Paul and Timothy had a very special relationship. And Timothy was a young pastor. And he needed help and instruction. And uh, Paul told him, shared a lot of things with him about pastoring. And, uh, you know, Paul said that Timothy knew his ways that he preaches in every church that be in Christ or in the anointing. So he had a relationship. Learn from him. Amen? Let me get there. My pages are stuck together a little bit. Here we go. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 
Look at verse 10. He's writing to Timothy. Paul said this, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, teaching, instruction, my manner of life, my purpose, my faith, long-suffering, charity or love, and patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch and Iconium, which I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Now look at verse 13. Go down to verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So there are people out there with the intent to deceive. But listen to what he says in verse 14. This is how you avoid deception. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. So he says, this is the way you, you stay away from it. Learn. Hold fast to those instructions. Continue in what you've been taught and the things that you have been assured of. The only way, listen, when, when I was in algebra class, <laughs> I like math, so it's one of my favorite subjects. But when the teacher taught something new, the only way I had confidence in it was to go home and study it to go home and do the homework. Or as my grandpa say, I had to get my lesson. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? And so, and you know something? I found out that when I didn't go home and study, when the test came, I didn't have any confidence. You know, Mom, I don't feel good today. <laughs> well, why you don't feel good? Because I didn't feel like studying before this test. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? So there, there are tests coming. And the Spirit of God puts it on the man of God to teach us so that we're prepared for the test. Amen? Amen. So if you study and you become assured of it, it doesn't matter at what form the test comes, you're ready. You're prepared. Amen? Amen. So he says this, knowing of whom you have learned them, knowing the character the love that the teacher has for you. See, let, let, me, let me explain it this way. When somebody tries to come up and deceive you and say something's wrong from the scriptures, he said, no, that's not what my pastor taught have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the what the word of God he said remember them and then listen to this part whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation their manner of life you see that you see that so we're going to follow the instructions
think it was 2008. Dr. Jacobs and I were at lunch. He was doing a meeting in our church. And he said this to me, and I never forgot it, and that's why I wrote it down. Because I'm talking about catch his spirit. See how he do, do things. See how he moves in his spirit. Pay attention. People that he have to minister, pay attention. How they move, how they flow, how they use the scriptures. Pay attention. You're in that room. And so he said this to me. He said, some places, Alvin, you will never, some places in the spirit you won't get into unless someone who's further along show you. When I first met Dr. Jacobs, I wasn't confident in flowing in the Holy Ghost. I knew the power was there. But it wasn't until God connected me and allowed me to ask some questions and listen and learn and watch and listen and learn and watch. And then guess what happened? When the Spirit told me to move, guess what? Confident. 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 You know, my mom told me the other day, she said, it's something, she listens to me on the internet, something different about your preaching. I just noticed it's a difference. I said, you know what that is? I said, that's the impartations that I received from my man of God. It brings about a confidence. Bring, what for, for me, is, is safety. I love safety. Love security. It's nothing like having a man of God in your life to say, hey, just the words that you can do it. Man, what that does for me. Having a father like that. Wow. Amen? Amen? So let's go to John chapter 1. Let's follow the word. See, these are things that we learn. You're going to follow the word of God. You're going to follow the Holy Ghost. And you're going to follow the spirit. Follow your man of God. Excuse me. Those three things. Word, spirit, man of God. Word, spirit, man of God. Amen? Amen. So you're John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with who? The Word was with God, and the Word was who? Man, that's a mouthful right there. Now watch this. When I follow the word, I follow God. Simple. The word of God is God speaking to me. Amen? You know, one time God said something to me. I, I thought he was being cute, but when I read the scripture, it made sense. Because when God was dealing with me about ministry, I said, Father, I, I've never heard your voice in an audible form. Some people, that's their testimony. I respect that. But I never heard your voice audibly. I said, so I need to settle this, this yearning on the inside of me. So I'm telling you what I'm going to do. And it was the Holy Ghost teaching me. I'm going to read the scriptures to see how you call folks. And if things stand out to me, I'll know that you're ministering to me. And God said, you want to hear my audible voice? I said, yes, sir. He said, take your, you know, just the spirit giving me that revelation. He said, take the word and read it aloud. He wasn't being cute. 
He wrote it down. He told he said, listen, listen, you can see the pattern in the Old Testament. Whenever he spoke to the prophet, he said, listen, write down what I'm telling you in the book and go read it in the ears of the people. So what's wrong with it now? Y'all read love letters that way. You know, when, when my dad was in the military, he would write me letters. And he remind, God reminded me of this about his word. And I could hear his voice. Even though I was reading it on paper, it was like him sitting there talking to me. He said, son, that's what my word is like. So you know what I did? I fell in love with the word. So whenever I needed to make an important decision, I said, I, I, this, I said to myself, self, what does the word say about it? Does the word speak specifically about it? Or is there a principle that from the word or a pattern that I see throughout scripture that'll lead me to safety? Because in the beginning was the word. Now, let me ask you this question. Spirit of God showed this to me. I wasn't with God in the beginning. But the word was. So he know God better than anybody. So since he was with God in the beginning, why not just take his instruction? You know, you ever talk to someone that's tried to speak about a situation and they were not there, but you were? What did you say? Man, be quiet. You wasn't there. Just shut up. You didn't even telling it right. But what was there? The word was. So you know what you tell the devil? You wasn't there. Shut up. This is what the word say. The word, the word say that. So you just be quiet. You wasn't even there. You don't know what God intended? Just shut up. But since you wasn't there, let me inform you where you're going. You need some information. Let, let, me, let me help you out, Mr. Devil. Every place they hear in the New Testament, it says you lose. You wasn't there, let me remind you. You lose. And then you put the L over his head and say, loser. Amen. Every time he rears his head, I just go, loser. I don't listen to losers. You're a loser and a liar. Some, see, see, some of y'all, y'all know y'all got friends that exaggerate tell lies and as soon as they come what do y'all go oh lord they come again man you know he gonna be telling that lie you know that didn't happen see that's the way you need to do the devil Jesus gets to tell the Holy Ghost man he ain't come again you know he don't do nothing but lie he's the father of it truth not even in him why would you believe anything that he says Hmm? But some people believe it because they have not read that he's a liar. Amen? Puts a whole new meaning on so you can tell a liar, liar, pants on fire. For real. Amen? Now look at this in Proverbs 6. Just giving you some, some things to know because what's going to happen over this weekend you're going to be ministered to. It's happening now. And you have to keep these things in mind. You have to keep them in front of your thinking because they'll bring you victory because you're following. You're going somewhere. Amen? Proverbs chapter 6. 
Look at verse 20. Proverbs 6, verse 20. Listen to this. It says, My son, keep thy father's commandments. David taught Solomon the word of God. So when you see Solomon writing this, he's really saying, keep the word of God. And he says, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thy heart. Tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall what? Well, if it's leading you, what are you doing? You're following. He said, when you go, it shall lead you. When you sleep, it shall keep you. And when you awake, it will talk to you. That's the word. It'll lead you. Now listen to this part. Listen to the next part. For the commandment is a lamp. And the law is what? Light. And reproofs of instruction is the what? It's the way of life. If it's a way of life, you're following it. It's instruction. Amen? You know, I don't know what it is with people and instruction. What's so hard about instruction? It's written for a reason. So you can do it right. How many of you ever seen this? You get something new, it come in a box, and it had to be put together. And you look at the picture, and you say, hot dog. Boy, we got something here. And you start putting it together by looking at the picture. But you finish with about eight pieces left. And, and so what happened? See, your life's supposed to look like the picture. But people don't want to read the instructions. And they wonder why it don't turn out right. Oh, watch this. People will take the picture and the image of the world and try to make their life fit that. But here's the problem. Your spirit was never designed to receive the instruction of the world to turn out like that. So you're frustrated. So now you need to, listen, you remember this saying? A picture is worth what? Well, guess what? If a picture is worth a thousand words, then a thousand words is worth a picture. So it doesn't matter if you've never seen the image. Get the word and it'll create the image. So you can't even say, no one in my family has ever done that. See, let me help you out. Or no one that looks like me has never done that. So? See, look at where God placed you. And see, you know... African Americans or black people got this bad. Nobody black like me has ever done it. I never seen the image. Well, then get the image from somewhere else. Right. Right. Listen, listen, okay. Here's, you're a believer now. You're in Christ. So that's the, that's the image you're looking for. It's my spiritual father. He looks just like me. I look like him. That's the image. So I don't get involved in color. I mean, if I really had to go by the record, some of the worst things that were ever done to me were done by people who looked like me. Some of the best things that were ever done to me were done by people who looked like him. 
You know what? It brought me to this conclusion. Has nothing to do with the color of skin. It's a heart issue. If you fix the heart issue, you fix the race issue. Man is spirit, soul, and body. I don't care what a man looks like. If his heart is evil, he'll do anybody wrong. Just give him enough time. So I get my image from the word. And so when I followed the instructions, it looked just like the picture. Amen? See, Duncan Hines, when you open up the cake, you know, they show you that, man, it looks good, don't it? You know that yellow cake, all pretty and moist and fluffy? And you see that, that, uh, that the swirls on that icing just right? And you're like, man, I'm getting ready to tear this cake up. And you open up the box and all you got is powder. It don't even look like the box. But what do you have to do to get it look like the box? There's some instructions on the back. You got to get some eggs. You know, and it, well, some of these cake means now you just probably just need some water. <laughs> you know, I don't know what all goes in there. But then, not only do you get the ingredients, you have to mix them together. Then you got to know how to read the temperature on the oven. Then some people move too fast with their cake and don't let it cool. And when they try to put the icing on there, they take up the top off right with it. <laughs> Can't stand that on the cake. But you follow what I'm saying, right? Right? So we got to follow instructions. Now let me take you to the final one. Go to John chapter 14 and let's talk about the spirit. Hallelujah. God is so good. All I got to do, and see God puts everything in place so we can't miss it. See, you know the Holy Ghost, you know, the, let me tell you who the Holy Ghost is like. I'll give you an up-to-date example. Holy Ghost is like an iPhone. You know, when they brought the iPhone on the scene, it changed everything. Changed the way we do music, changed the way we do business, changed the way we talk on the phone. And so, listen, what, what, is, what is famous with the iPhone? The app store. It got apps. Whatever you need, whatever task you need to complete in life, you see the little commercial. I got an app for that. Got to have for that. Right? And then they say this. They say they're competitors that, that have similar apps to the iPhone. But you remember this slogan? If you don't have an iPhone, well, you don't have an iPhone. What is he saying? There's nothing like it. Well, see, the Holy Ghost is the same way. You need healing? He's got an app for that. You need deliverance? He's got an app for that. You need to find out if somebody telling you the truth? He got an app for that. Need to, need to know how to start a business? Guess what? He's got an app for that. And you know what? If you don't have the Holy Ghost, well, you don't have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> See, you go over there in 1 Corinthians Chapter 12, those first 11 verses, those are your apps. The reason, listen, and guess what? This is the best part I like about the Holy Ghost app store. You download for free. Don't even pop up on your bill. 
You know why? Because Jesus paid for all of it with his blood. You're on the unlimited plane. On a 4G network. Can you hear me now? <laughs> so that, see, that's, that's what that's like. Anything that you need in life, the Spirit of God has it. The Spirit of God has it. But how many of you know? Let's tie this thing together because I'm going to finish it right here with the Spirit. I'm going to give you these scriptures. But how many of you know that somebody had to help you understand that iPhone? You have to go to the Apple store. Right? And so this is your Apple rep right here. He knows how the Holy Ghost works. And then, you know, those apps just don't run on their own. They have a programming language. This is the program that run the apps. So you can't do anything without it. No language, no app. I took Pascal in college. I don't even know if they still use Pascal. Y'all don't even know what Pascal is. It's a computer language. Now I'm telling my age because we had a green screen. We didn't have color. And so, well, it, I guess some, for some of you techies, they have, I guess they still use SQL, SQL Server. Somebody said yes, somebody said no. But anyway, it's the code that runs the programs. And I can remember getting frustrated in a class. I would cry real tears because I spent six hours in that lab. And my professor would find in two minutes, here, you wrote the code wrong. So I could never get the computer to work properly because I wasn't skillful with the language. And see, some people can't flow with the Holy Ghost properly because they're not skillful with the scriptures. So you got to learn how to be skillful. See, I learned that from a dad too. So I'm getting skillful. So let's go here to John 14, and we read John 16, and then... And We'll see something here. Listen to this. You follow the word. You follow the spirit. You follow your man of God. Your man of God is the key because he teaches, brings understanding. You're able to catch things from him. It shows you how to flow. Amen? John 14, verse 26 is the same pattern that Jesus taught. Verse 26. But the comforter, John 14, 26, the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. The Amplified says, in my place, to represent me. He said, he shall teach you what? He'll teach you all things. And then what else he says? And bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Here's a key word. Bring to your remembrance. To remember something means you had to have heard it previously. So, if you're not reading the word, how can he remind you? He uses the word to teach. So, if you're not even speaking his language, how can you learn and flow with him? Go to John 16. 
So he's going to teach you all things, and he's going to bring all things to your remembrance. How, how many of you have been in a place where you need to make a decision and a scripture comes to mind? Has that ever happened to you? What is, what, what is that? So who is he? That's the Holy Ghost. What is he doing? He's trying to secure a decision. He's trying to secure the right decision. He's trying to guide you. But you just you throw it off to the side. You sitting at home watching TV and the scripture come to mind. Study to show thyself approved unto God. What is he trying to do? He's trying to secure you to go study. And people just throw it off. Man, I got to finish watching The Biggest Loser. <laughs> Somebody's getting ready to get sent home. But let me help you out with something. See, you keep overriding that. Let me help you. That same prompting to go read your Bible is the same prompting that tells you that's the school you need to go to. That's the person you need to marry. See, the more you yield to that and go read your Bible, the more familiar you become with his unction and prompting. And so when you do that, guess what? See, when you get in a pressure situation, and he's, see, you know what to do then. But if you keep overriding that in these small testings, then you sear your conscience. becomes insensitive. And so when pressure comes, don't even worry about it. You'll be so in... See, listen, every opportunity that you had to yield to him, you have an opportunity to yield to your flesh. And when you, when you yield, keep yielding to the flesh, that's what you're more sensitive to. So when pressure comes and the emotion rises, that's what you yield to. It's not rocket science. It's not. So, listen, when you get a, I need to go to church. Follow it. That's an unction. I need to read my Bible. That's an unction. Follow it. I need to go pray. I need to spend some extra time praying. Follow it. I need to do what Mama said. Follow it. Pastor said, I need to be here early. Follow it. See, you're training yourself to yield. And when you do that, we've learned this in mentoring class. When you yield to the Spirit, you don't follow the flesh. Amen? Look at John 16, 13. It says this, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into what? All truth. And what is truth? It's the word of God. John 17, 17 tells us that. He'll guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And I don't even need a horoscope. Don't need a psychic. Holy Ghost will tell me my future. Now look at this, verse 14. He shall glorify me. This is what Jesus said. He shall glorify me. Jesus is the living word. He's the word made flesh. He'll glorify the word. Jesus said, he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. So I'm supposed to see. It's not a surprise that I see. It's a surprise when I don't, because I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to know. I'm supposed to see. I'm supposed to have. Why? Because he glorifies him. He's to glorify healing in my life. 
He's to glorify deliverance in my life. He's to glorify redemption in my life. Why? Because Jesus said that's what he would do. And that's true. But if you don't follow it, here's another thing. You can't lie and expect to be led. Oh, let me put it this way. You can't be slick. See, some of y'all think, oh, I'm not, I'm not telling a lie per se. When you withhold information that can have an impact on my decision, you lying. Amen? I call it being nickel slick in a $5 world. Y'all catch that on the way home. Because you really think you slick. But we are been there, done that. Everything that you think you're getting over on, we've done it before. We've done it, been there. Nothing's changed. Nothing's new under the sun. Nothing. We was wearing kangos back in 83. Amen. Nothing's new. It just changes. Amen. Air Force Ones, people wearing those back in the day. They were a lot cheaper, too. But here's the other part he says. All the things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he should take of mine and what? Show it. He's going to show it. He's going to show it. You need to expect to see. See what, Pastor Albert? What is he saying in the scriptures? Truth. He guides you into all truth. It's just like a GPS. You know, that GPS says, and this is how the GPS works. It's, it's called what? Global positioning. The satellites are above the earth, which means the satellite has a better viewpoint than the person that's down at eye level. So the satellite sees everything. And you know that little lady, she gets to talking on that GPS. And she'll say, take exit so-and-so and turn right. Continue on such and such for five miles and take exit such and such. What happens when you miss a turn? What's she say? Recalculate. Holy Ghost the same way. He sees everything. He's got a better perspective than you. And he say, don't go, go, don't connect yourself with so and so. They bad news. And y'all go do it anyway. And Holy Ghost say, recalculating. <laughs> fool around in that, you can finally get out of there, get back on track. And he said, okay, go down here, go to this church and submit yourself to this man of God. He said, well, I'll go, but I ain't submitting. Holy Ghost go, recalculating right. See, he'll keep speaking, recalculating till you decide to do it. We just pray God don't take you out, that the devil don't take you out before you decide to fully yield. Thank God you're sitting in the church with somebody know their authority that can plead on, plead on your behalf to keep sending labels across your path so you can grab a hold of things. And then, you know, people keep going through this recalculating route, recalculating route, and then they wonder why it takes them so long to get there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just follow the instruction. Amen? Amen? 
So here's the three things. I'm done. I'm closed. Follow the word. Follow the spirit. Follow your man of God. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. It'll be well with you. Listen, every obstacle you'll overcome, every challenge you'll overcome, in every situation you will win, you will receive God's best. You'll walk in his fullness if you're following. And following Jesus includes those three things. Because you don't know who's following you. Stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your word, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.